Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cashflow Show 19. Today we have a very special guest, Josh Rusin. Josh is the community director over at Jake and Gino, which is a real estate uh, education company. After turning the first home he purchased into a rental when moving across country, Josh saw the power of cash flowing assets. To further get his foot in the door, he joined up with one of the nation's largest real estate ed investing education companies, where he became passionate about helping others while furthering his own investing career. After realizing the power of multifamily, he joined the Jake and Gino team to grow his portfolio in multifamily while expanding the Jake and Gino community. Josh currently owns 328 units. Josh, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Abram. Very glad to be here, my friend. Yeah, also I'll add to that bio, uh, Josh is also uh, very health conscious and he is buff as heck. You may not see it from the, the video, but yeah, he's, he works out a lot, so <laughs> he's making it happen. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. Health, health is definitely wealth, right? Why work hard if, if you're not able to enjoy it and, and be crippled and everything like that? So I Absolutely. Agree. And we'll get into this later. That's one of the, the questions I have here lined up. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, who are you? What did you do before you got into real estate? And then kind of how did you get into real estate? Yeah. So great question. So I'm 31 years old. Uh, before real estate, let's kind of take it back. I, uh, in early high school, I got really into working out, hence the health stuff and really liked biology and what fit well for a career path with health and taking care of the human body was being a physician, right? That was what I wanted to be. Uh, so before this, I went to undergrad with the idea to become a doctor. So I have a biology undergraduate degree and then a chemistry minor. And actually along that path, I worked for an orthopedic surgeon and, and the gentleman actually was like, look, I wouldn't do it. You're crazy. I wouldn't let my kids do it. Um, and he, he painted this picture that was not an ideal path that I wanted to go down, right? Basically, I would accumulate all this debt. Physician salaries were going down and that basically I would be working at least till I'm 40 years old to be able to even get out from under that debt. And it was a, a very scary reality that he painted for me. Uh, with that, that, I ended up pivoting paths. And so you know, where real estate came from, I had an aunt who in eighth grade gave me the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And she had made a lot of her money through real estate and did very well in life. And so that book kind of planted a seed. Now, after high school or after college, I, uh, I, I didn't know what to do after that kind of the doctor dream dissolved, right? So I came home and I actually tried opening up a home healthcare company. So the doctor's words were, hey, if you're not going to go, you know, don't go into medicine, go into business. That's where I make the majority of my money. Uh, but truth is I, I didn't do very well. I just kind of went to Starbucks for like six months and tried piecing it together. I didn't know the difference between activity and accomplishment. Well, at the end of that six months, we went to Thanksgiving at my aunt's house and she starts talking to me about real estate. And so I got re-engaged with that vision. Um, and then ultimately took a job with a real estate education company as a way to seek to serve rather than pay to play to surround myself with high level individuals that are doing it. And I figured, hey, look, while I'm there making money, uh, I'll learn how to, to build my own real estate business. Man, that is awesome. It sounds like you, instead of having a rich dad, you had a rich aunt that kind of guided you along the path. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing doctors, it seems like I've, I've you know, my own doctor included, and I love them, you know, but a lot of doctors, uh, will earn a lot, but they're always, you know, they don't ever have any savings or assets, you know, cause they, they, even if they do earn a lot, like you were saying, I mean, they work until you're 40 just to get back to zero and then you start making money. 
man, who wants to do that? So that's, that's awesome <laughs> that you had those influences in your life and you were smart enough to, uh, you know, take action and pivot. Um, and that's, I think that's just as important as what to do. As you're saying, there's a difference between being busy and, and actually accomplishing things. Um, yeah, let's go on. Yeah, Abraham. So I, I think you bring up a really good point there to hammer out. So guys, look, if you're looking at doing something, the absolute best thing you can do is rather than just guessing what that career path is like and what it's in there, find a couple of people who are doing it at a high level, get around them, see how they're acting, see, ask them if they would do it again, you know, leverage that. So rather than going down that path and realizing you're going down the wrong path, you, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You can find that knowledge out from someone who's living that life that you think you want to live and then either get that confirmation or maybe realize that you saved yourself from investing a lot of time and energy uh, going down the wrong path. Absolutely. You know, and just use the workout analogy. You don't have to create some new workout. You just have to find one that works and then just do that over and over until you get the results you want. So you mentioned uh, seek to serve versus pay to play. Can you talk about what that means? Can I break that down? Yeah. So if we look at it at a high level, someone like Jake and Gino or someone like, you know, the, the gentleman I used to work for in his company, uh, their time is very valuable, right? So there's a lot of people that want access to them. And, you know, to do it, it's, it's hard if they're just give, 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 you know, for everyone and right. Everybody ideally wants to help. Uh, but usually it's, there's one of two ways to get a hold of someone in their attention. One is seek to serve. So it's a, it's a value exchange, right? So I can add massive value to them or pay to play saying, Hey, look, I'm I'm going to put skin in the game to get your time uh, and then that let them know that you're serious about what you're doing as well. And for me, the, the seek to serve approach worked really well and it's actually what got me here. So Jake and Gino early on, they were looking to expand the real estate education company. And fortunately, I had experience in that exact niche. Now, on the other hand, it was an exchange of value. I wanted to get into multifamily and I had read books, but I didn't know. I didn't have a guide, everything like that. So I was able to add value to them uh, and they were also able to add value to me. So it was a much of a, a seek to serve mindset. Now, you know, kind of a, a word of caution here, you know, being very transparent, we get a lot of people that reach out to us on a, a weekly basis saying, hey, I'll work for free for you. So when you're reaching out to these mentors or people that are higher on the path, have a specific way that you can add value to them and be very clear on what you can do. Uh, because a lot of these people, they're like, well, you know, I don't have any money. I don't have any real estate experience. I don't have any anything. I'm not willing to move across the country to add value. It's like, okay, well, how can you help? And they're like, I don't know, you tell me. And so a lot of times it doesn't get anywhere. So you make sure you have a niche skill set or you're filling a need for that person. Um, and that's a really good way to be effective at the seek to serve mindset. Absolutely. You know, and, and one great way I always tell people that want to partner up with stuff is, you know, if you really want to find a deal, you know, go out, do cold calling, door knock and find a good deal. And then if you don't have the money or the experience even to take it down, I mean, there's tons of people that do that would be happy to partner with you and, and teach you. And, you know, there's the hardest part right now, I believe, is finding a good deal. So if you can do that, you know, uh, <laughs> you can pretty much pick who you want to, to partner with or mentor because they're all lined up to, to do it. Um, so what is uh, Jake and Gina? Can you talk about them for a little bit? And uh, what do you do with them as the community director? Love it. So as a whole, we're a family of companies, right? So first and foremost, we're investors. Uh, Jake and Gino own just over 108 or over 100 million in assets, just over 1600 units. So they started seven years ago on the investing side. Uh, we also own a property manager arm. So we're vertically integrated. We self-manage. Uh, we started a loan brokerage, so a commercial loan brokerage, and then the education arm. So between those four companies, uh, that is Jake and Gino or the Rand family of companies. You know, specifically Jake and Gino, the education arm that 
I work for. Uh, Abraham, it's almost like you said earlier on in this podcast, right? Find someone that has the results you want that's doing it and kind of learn that. So I firmly believe success leaves clues and I'm the best copycat I know. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. So our aim here is to help people empower their purpose through financial education and specifically through the vehicle of multifamily real estate investing. So our goal is almost if you were to buy a McDonald's, right? You're opening up a restaurant. Abraham, you and I could flip a hamburger just fine, but there's a reason someone pays a million dollars for McDonald's, right? It's systems, it's tools, it's a proven process. Same thing here. What we're doing is giving you tools that work and helping with the implementation for you to build a business in multifamily real estate investing. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. And just personally, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars going to seminars on my education for mentoring and things like that. So it's, it's definitely uh, adds value. And that's how you really fast track it to where you want to go. Um, what do you see as the benefits of real estate investing versus other forms of investments? Oh, I love it. So when I first got started on this, what, what I looked at is I looked at my 401k and that's kind of the traditional retirement vehicle. And what you realize is that custodian get, gets paid, whether the market's going up, down, left or right. So they're not even incentivized to do well with your money. They're just incentivized to have more assets under management. And then when you really start taking a look at the market, you look at something like uh, a company like Uber or Tesla, and they're, they're bleeding money, yet that stock is, is worth at a, lot of, a lot of money. So it's, it's a, to me, that doesn't make sense. Um, and then even more so, I could go into Bank of America and say, hey, I'm going to put 20% down on real estate. They'll give me the other 80. But if I go to them and say, hey, I'm going to buy two stocks, front me eight more, they won't even do that with their own product. So eventually this, this whole thing, you're like, kind of what's going on here? Now, when we compare that to real estate, it's, it's a tangible asset. It's a basic human need. We're always going to need a place to live. Typically, we buy stuff that's cash flowing from day one, right? So compared to the stock that's bleeding money, and then we're making it more efficient. Now, when you look at the benefits of it, you get very strong tax benefits. Uh, there's also appreciation, right? I, I lock in a mortgage at a certain value of money. And then at the same time, the rents go up and so does the, the value of the property. And then I'm also getting the tenants paying down the mortgage, right? And then I'm getting cash flows as well. So there, there are four profit centers from real estate. And that's why specifically, I really like it. Uh, and it's also something I, I have a lot of control of, right? The values based on the NOI. Like I'll give you an example. Apple, everybody remembers when they had that whole scandal where they were slowing down the phones based on the age. I had no control of that. I didn't know that was going to happen. I control my real estate deals. I love that. And that's something I've, uh, I think Grant Turdown said it, that you, know, you go to Bank of America, they won't loan you money to buy Bank of America stock, but they'll loan you money to buy real estate. <laughs> so what does that say about the value of real estate versus, you know, just paper assets like stocks? So that's great. And uh, another thing you mentioned about not controlling uh, the, what they do, just, you know, I said, use examples of Apple. I mean, we have no control over what a stock company does. And a quote from Wolf of Wall Street, he said that we don't know if it's going to go up, down, or in circles. <laughs> you know, so uh, with real estate, you do have a lot of control. And why did you choose a multifamily over all the different forms of real estate? You know, there's office space, there's residential houses, there's self-storage. Well, why uh, multifamily apartments? Oh man, great question. So initially, like many, I started in the single family home space. And ultimately what I was doing is I was getting uh, cash flowing rentals through that. And it was just taking way too long. I would have to save up $30,000 to buy a, a rental at the time. And it would add a couple hundred dollars in income to my portfolio. And it just, I, I knew there had to be a faster way. So how I got into multifamily real estate was actually a good friend of mine. Uh, you mentioned Grant Cardone. He paid Grant Cardone $7,500 for one hour, one 
one-on-one. Um, and Grant said, we were actually looking at doing a, a sales training business at the time. And Grant said, hey, son, when I was your age, I wish I would have gotten a multifamily real estate instead of sales training. I'd be a billionaire instead of a millionaire. Uh, the only question is how many times over. So very bold statement. Grant's got a, a very strong net worth, so it carries some credibility. And then we flew back, or he flew back from Miami, where Grant lives, to San Diego, where we were living, met with the owner of the previous company we were at. And that, that's a gentleman named Than Merrill. Uh, Than independently said, I wish I would have skipped residential and went straight to commercial uh, and he's also young 40s got a nine-figure net worth so really crushing it so at that point we had two people that we really looked up to saying this was the vehicle to go into um, and at that point it was game on we were all into learning educating and surrounding ourselves with people who are doing this and, and that's what got me into it yeah i think that's awesome and to me the biggest thing whether it's multifamily or even mobile home parks or anything similar to that is you've got scale. With single family homes, it's very hard to scale because every property you have to have your own insurance policy, you know, has its own roof, its own HVAC system. It's all, and it's all scattered about. When you have multifamily, you could have a hundred unit property all in one location and buy it one loan. And I remember one thing that was illuminating to me, I was talking to my banker and he said, it's easier for me to do a $5 million loan on an apartment building than it is for me to do uh, $50,000 loan on a house. <laughs> and of course, the bankers love it much more because they, you know, they get a higher commission. And I'll, one other story, my brother Jacob, uh, you know him as well. He started out with single family. He did it for about 10 years and got to about 30 homes. And then last year, he just started doing multifamily after being connected with y'all. And that was over 100 units. So, I mean, the amount of scale you can do with multifamily uh, or mobile home parks even is just, uh, you know, unbelievable. So it's shout out to you guys for that. Yeah, let me further add to that, right? And another thing, if you look at single family homes, they're based on the comps, right? And that's based on, that's, it's really fluctuate with, with the market a lot, where multifamily is based on the NOI. So again, there, there's more control to that. So that, that's something that's very awesome. And then there's a shift. We're becoming a renter nation. I actually saw some facts the other day that a quarter of millennials will never own a home. That's huge. And then the biggest shift in gaining in renters was people that were making 150K and up. So these are traditionally people that can afford to and will buy homes. Uh, but because people are changing jobs more frequently and relocating it and liking to travel and not having to worry about cutting the grass and all that maintenance, uh, we are becoming a, a renter nation for sure. So there's a need and, and you're studying the demographic trends. Yeah, on both ends of the spectrum. On one end, you have millennials who are renting and then baby boomers who are usually downsizing, selling their house and moving into a smaller place, usually renting. So yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on the right trends here. So we just got to ride the wave. <laughs> So let's go uh, over, though actually here, as a fitness guy, um, how do you think staying healthy affects real estate investing? Yeah, so entrepreneurship versus a job, there, there's definitely a lot of stress that comes into it, right? And, and you get compensated based on your performance, right? It's not like I just kind of show up and money comes out of the air. Uh, so with that, your ability to handle stress, to have energy, and to be able to feel good, right? When you look good, you feel good, you do good is very important to that. And true, and also it's an outlet, right? To be able to go work out and things like that. And it's a healthy hobby. So I believe that you need hobbies outside of your job and your career. And with that, rather than, you know, pounding a bottle of alcohol every night, to be able to do something that's going to better me and, and synergy. And, and really, you're taking care of your, your body, which long term, this is what we're working for is to be able to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Um, you, you want to make sure you're not crippled and everything when, once you've got the results of all the hard work you've put in. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's amazing. Just uh, I was in Florida last week and with a friend of mine and 
uh, he, he's pretty health conscious as well. And he really got me motivated. So I joined the gym this, this past week and last night I was working out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your, yeah, your, your stories on Instagram and Facebook also motivate me. So it takes multiple touches before you finally, you know, go ahead with it. But it's amazing how much clarity you get because I mean, you're sitting there working out and it's like my mom, my body's busy. So my mind was open. And I have all these different things, you know, and clarity about how to solve different issues. And it was really interesting to me. And, and one other thing I was uh, with the same friend in Florida, we we're looking at uh, buying eggs and, uh, down there and the, the normal ones were a dollar, the organic ones were $7. And I'm like, I don't want to pay $7. And he's like, come on, you were $7, you know, for your health. <laughs> so it's like, man, you're right. I mean, we're, you know, like, so the goal is to, you know, get money and have a good life. And it's hard to enjoy your life if you're in bad health. So it's definitely a, a mindset shift for me. Love it. Yeah. You got to view as an investment in yourself, right? And, and I'll give you a good story of that. For the, probably the last six months, I had been sitting there with a, a Peloton bike in my cart, you know, and I'm like, oh gosh, 3000 for this thing. Is it really worth it? And then I bought it and it was an investment in me, my longevity, right? And, and really what I get out of it is it, it streamlines my process for working out and getting cardio and it makes me more efficient, right? I'm, I'm going to be able to, when I have a family, be able to go on hikes with them, be healthy rather than out of breath at home, tuckered out um, because I, I didn't take care of my body. So, yeah, I mean, and really your body yourself, you're the, you're your greatest asset. So, I mean, it's just like we invest money in our education and in our properties, you know, we need to look at investing in ourselves as well. And that's something I've come to realize, you know, here over the last few months. So I definitely agree with that. Um, what, uh, let's go over one of the deals that you've done. Uh, do you have a deal in mind? Yeah. So actually I'll give you, I think the easiest one to relate to for the listeners would be the absolute first deal I did. And so it's a single family home deal. So it's not going to be as impressive as any of the apartments or anything like that. But at the same time, it's going to you know, appeal to a broader audience, right? Because most people think you need all this money to make things happen. Well, so I was living in Michigan. I was still at my parents' house. This is post-college graduating. And I, I had, my parents made me get a job because I was staying at their house. And so I, I took a job at a local weed control and fertilization spot selling weed control and fertilization. So not ideally what I wanted to do. However, I had to get a job or they were literally going to kick me out of the house. And so with that, I, I was able to save up some money and I did well on that. So I, I bought a house for 102000 and I bought it with an FHA loan. And so I initially I lived in it for a little bit. And all in my mortgage with escrow was just over 700 bucks. And then when I moved to San Diego to join that real estate education company, I had a renter in there for 1200 a month. And because he was a good buddy from high school, I didn't need property management. So I was able to net 500 a month. So he stayed in there for about a year and a half, just under that. So if you look at that, it's about uh, 18 months of cash flow. So if you times it by 500, that's um, what's that for? $7,000, right? I made right there. Now I got very lucky with market cycles, right? So I bought that house quite a few years ago and the market continued to go up. I ended up selling that house for 144,000. And during that time I, I had it for, you know, about two years. And so I, I had a little bit of the mortgage paid down. Um, that was actually my first really big check. It was almost 40,000 I netted from that property. Uh, and that, initial capital really helped propel me. And then I, I really saw the power of what you're able to do and then scaling it up to multifamily, right? Instead of having one unit, you do that with 10, the numbers get a lot bigger and you get there a lot quicker. That's awesome. And what, uh, what were some of the lessons you learned, I suppose, from that first deal? 
Okay. So, you know, the initial intent was I bought it just because I I thought buying a home was the normal thing you do, right? So I got, I got really lucky with that. So what I've learned since then, you buy for cash flow and appreciation is the cherry on top, right? So someone that hears that might say, oh, I'm going to go buy a house and it's going to just magically appreciate. Well, you know, that's not always what happens. Historically, real estate does appreciate, but markets are, are secular, right? So at that point, what I really learned is I got really lucky timing the market um, and that I, I didn't want to roll the dice again and that I want to get educated so that if I could duplicate it, um, I wasn't going to be taking steps backwards and, and losing all that I worked hard to gain. Got it. Yeah. And it does. It's a, it's a wonderful thing when you either sell a property or you refinance is my favorite one. And you get that big check. It's like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> you know, and not, not many people will get that big of a check, you know, unless they're in something like real estate all at once. So it's, uh, and, and as, as something Gino says, you know, you got to be diligent with that money. You can't go out and have a big party with it. Use it to fund your next deal. <laughs> yes, so, yes. That's awesome. What upcoming project are you excited about? Yeah. So a few big things we're excited about. So right now, obviously Corona may not be a good thing. However, we are excited that it may present opportunity and we're we're able to help some owners that possibly didn't buy right, get out of the deals. Uh, So aggressively expanding our portfolio. And also, I mean, for me, it's, it's the tax benefits. I need more depreciation to offset my income this year. And then on the education side, uh, obviously we're we're opening back up to live events now. So I'm very excited to meet with the community. Um, In my mind, it's my duty and obligation to help spread this financial awareness and financial intelligence because the truth is I wasn't taught this in high school. I wasn't taught this in college and and I truly believe there's a lack of it in our society and that, you know, what I'm doing is really, we're really helping people out there. So with that work, I'm excited to continue to expand the Jake and Gino community and expand the ways that we're able to help people and refine the systems we have uh, to, to be our service vision of the white glove service of multifamily investing. Awesome. And you know, I'll I'll throw this out there. You never know who you're going to affect you know, just like your aunt, she spoke to you. And I'm sure she, you're not the only person she's ever told about, but you, you, you never know when you're talking to somebody how you're going to impact their life. So, you know, if you are, especially if you're already in it, talk to other people about what you do, you know, tell them about it, give them, give them rich dad, poor dad. And just like she talked to you and now you're teaching others, you know, you've probably helped hundreds of people from, from that. So it's like a domino effect. And that's something of beauty. I love that what you said. It's like you feel your duty to help people about this. And I truly believe real estate is the best way to, to make money, you know, and to have a great life. So that's, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Abraham to take that full cycle. So my aunt who initially got me into real estate, she's invested passively alongside me in a couple of deals. So it really went full cycle. Um, and really that seed all began with her, you know, obviously I, when I was young, I saw the results and success she had and was attracted by that. Uh, but if that never would have existed, none of this would have came to fruition. And it's really awesome to see, if someone embraces that advice like I did, uh, now my aunt, my dad, I have a lot of family that's invested alongside me and, and I truly believe I'm helping them. Awesome. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, just, I, I tell everyone about it and first people I talk to the most usually end up being my family and I have another brother who just bought his first 20 unit mobile home park. So, I mean, that's awesome to, to talk to people and then to see the, uh, them, them be successful as well. And it's, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, uh, what, what is your best advice uh, for success, whether someone's getting started or they maybe already have a deal? What would you say is your best advice for success? 
Yeah. So the first thing I think it is, is get really clear on what you're looking to achieve, you know, or what you want out of it, then get clear on the vehicle that you're looking to use to achieve that. Um, And the reason I say that, let's say someone happens to decide on multifamily investing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's very realistic. It could take a year to get your first deal. And so if you're not truly committed and you don't have a strong enough why, it's easy to retreat at the first sign of danger. And we know that's not going to produce success. So then once you have those two checked, right, your goal, So what you want out of this and then how you're getting there, which is the vehicle you're going to use, whether it be um, apartments, whether it be mobile home parks. And then lastly, find someone who's doing it at a high level, right? Someone that has the results that you want. Someone that's been able to create those results with other people and that you know, like, and trust, right? Meaning, I think John Maxwell says, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. So at that point, then I would go all in and learn from that one person um, and either seek to serve, pay to play, or consume all the content they put out for free. Uh, obviously, you know, it's way better to work with the author than just read the book and it's going to eat you there faster. Uh, but go all in, bet on yourself, invest in your education, and just commit to making it happen. Yep, totally agree. And I'll just uh, uh, give you guys a recommendation. That's how I, you know, that's how I met you, you know, and that's several really great people in the community was through Jake and Gino and uh, I'm sure I could have done it on my own, you know, and I would have made a lot more mistakes. I started out with apartments. But getting connected with somebody that knows what they're doing and going through their program and everything, that has really fast-tracked what I've been able to do. And so I totally recommend anybody that's especially apartments, you know, looking to uh, get into multifamily uh, to get in touch with you guys. So that's the last part here. Uh, where, uh, what's, where can the listeners uh, learn more about you or get in touch? Yep. So I'll give you two ways to get a hold of me. First, my email. So it's josh at jakeandgino.com. And 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 is spelled out, uh, A-N-D, and then Gino is G-I-N-O. The second one is my Instagram handle. So it's jrusen23. So J-R-O-O-S-E-N 23. Awesome. I'm going to follow you here on Instagram. (laughs) I follow your Facebook uh, messages, uh, your post there but I'll, I'll get you on instagram as well and i'll put all these in the in the notes uh, the description there well man it's been awesome josh i really appreciate you being on you know it's uh, uh great talking to another you know young guy making it happen in real estate and your inspiration to others and uh we really appreciate it man abraham listen i appreciate you hopefully this was very valuable to your guests keep doing what you're doing you're absolutely crushing it and you're an inspiration to myself and uh we'll look forward to reconnecting here soon sounds good man talk to you soon Thank you for listening to Capital Cashflow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or at capitalcashflow.com.